Hey, big boxers. Welcome to On the Shelf, a program that is dedicated to helping you get your products into a major big box retailer. Tim here with you. And uh, happy Monday. As you are listening to this, I am in the air on my way to Vegas to uh, talk and uh, speak at an ECRM event. If you are on your way to that ECRM event also, I look forward to seeing you there. I am excited to talk to people uh, this week about follow-up. That's what my talk is going to be about, how to follow up with buyers after a event or a trade show, because sometimes that can be the hardest part. So looking forward very much to uh, speaking with the people at the ECRM event, doing a panel discussion, and then also for you, my big boxers, I have between three and five really cool interviews set up while I'm at the event that we're going to be doing podcasts on and that you will have access to down the road. Very excited about that. A couple people are going to be back. Bill Carmody is going to be back talking about some other things. And then some people that you haven't heard from before. So I hope you'll look forward to that. Recently, I did a podcast where I put out there a question where you could get a vendor prep worksheet. Do you guys remember that? And one of the questions that you had to answer kind of was what stage you were in, what stage your product was in. Were you just thinking about it? Were you producing it? Were you selling it? Uh, So it had to do with what stage you were in. And a lot of people selected that they were just in the concept phase. So they were were thinking about their product. They were wondering about it. They were kind of putting it together in their mind. And when it's in the concept phase, you can actually make some key changes to it if you need to. Unlike if you're production ready or you're already produced it or it's in your garage. When you're conceptual, you can take a lot of input in and actually make some key changes. So this particular podcast is going to be about how to know if your product has real potential. Okay, And that doesn't mean that if you already have a product, you can't put these measurements up to it to see if there's anything that you need to tweak about it or is there anything that you need to talk differently when you speak to people about it. This is still for you, but specifically, conceptually, if you're thinking about a product or actually thinking about your next product or how to tweak a product, this podcast is going to have some great information for you. We have four different areas that we want you to look at when you're trying to figure out, hey, is this product really going to take off? Is it really going to be the rock star product that I think it is? And so we're going to get into those right now, starting with number one. Does your product solve a legitimate problem? Now, the reason I put emphasis on legitimate is because I'm not talking about just a random problem that maybe some people will have, but you're having it. I'm talking about a legitimate problem, a problem that you can actually talk to people about and they can, the little light bulb goes off in their head and they're like, oh yeah, man, I've totally dealt with that. I'm talking about problems that people can recognize. I'm going to give you an example. Sorry guys, my brain is working so much faster than my mouth right now. Uh, So I'm going to try to slow it down because I'm excited. I'm excited to go on this trip. I'm excited about this podcast. So sometimes it's like, you know, because my brain is going so much faster. Apologize. All right. I'm going to give you an example. We have a client 
And the name of that client is Glovesticks, G-L-O-V-S-T-I-X. And Krista Woods, who created this product, had a problem. It was a legitimate problem. It was a smelly, stinky problem. And it had to do with her son's uh, lacrosse gloves and how badly they smelled. And she went about creating a product that could be slid inside each glove and it would actually take the stink out of the glove. Not mask it with perfumes or something that smells good, but actually destroy the odor-causing bacteria inside the gloves and then dry them out. And that's what she did and that's what glove sticks is. If you play hockey, if you play lacrosse, if you are a boxer and you have anything that you put gloves on your hand and you sweat in them, you're going to love this product. Now, the cool thing about this product, not just that it works, is that people started putting it in other things. They, My daughter, we put them in her ice skating skates because those skates smell so bad. People put them in hockey skates. People put them in their tennis shoes. Anywhere that there's an enclosed environment that smells bad. Now, I could get into over and over about how it's made and how it works so well, but you can always go to the website, glovesticks.com, and check that out if you're interested in purchasing that or you have a stink problem with some of your sports equipment. I definitely recommend that you guys go check it out. But here's why I'm bringing it up. It solved the problem. Krista had a problem that was the same problem that everybody else had on the lacrosse team. Everybody has who plays hockey. Everybody has that goes that does boxing or ice skating. This is a legitimate problem that a lot of people are having. So she created a solution, and now it's just selling like hotcakes. People can't get enough of it. People can't talk enough about it. She won the, quote, next big thing on the, uh, the NBC Morning, the Today Show. So it's clearly a legitimate problem that a lot of people have. She created a solution, and now she's going crazy with sales. All right? So that's what I mean by legitimate problem, not just some random problem that you have uh, or that's a one-off. It's got to be a legitimate problem that can be translated to mass market, all right? Number two, is it easy to understand? Do people get it? When you tell people about the product that you're thinking about creating or the product that you have or the product that you want to have, do you have to go into this long old explanation and people are still kind of looking at you saying, I don't know if I get it. And so you're like, okay, okay, back up and say this. So let's go back to the beginning. Or do you simply tell them what it does? Hey, it gets the stink out of your sports equipment. Oh, wow. Okay. That makes sense. If you have to go into a long explanation, if sometimes people don't get what it does, then you automatically will know that it will be hard to describe it on packaging where you only have just fractions of a second to get people's interest, you're not going to get it. It's going to be too difficult. Now, if it takes longer to explain than you would like, maybe it's just going to be an online item where you can take the time to explain it. People take the time to read about it. But if it's hard to get, if it's difficult for you to explain, if people don't get it on your first pass, you're going to want to rethink it. You're going to want to have a product that simply is easy to explain. It gets a stink out of sports equipment. Okay? Makes sense. 
Hey, big boxers. Just a quick announcement from TLB Consulting. Are you looking to scale your business this year? Are you looking to get your products on the shelf of a retailer this year? Well, guess what? Booking a coaching call with me has never been easier. I know based on the past 10 years of working with clients that it can be difficult to be a solopreneur. It can be difficult to scale your business into territory that you've never been to. That's why I have opened up more slots this year than I've ever done before. One of my goals this year is to work with more clients, more solopreneurs, more big boxers looking to get their products into retail than ever before. I wanna work directly with you and share my experiences over the last 25 years of getting products into retail. I wanna share those experiences with you. I wanna talk to you from a place of somebody who's been there and I wanna help you get to where I've gone. Like I said, it's never been easier. All you have to do is go to tlbconsulting.com, click on consulting and then choose the time or the bundle that you want and get it scheduled. Let's kick off 2020 with a bang. Let's get you the information that you need. I'm looking forward to meeting you. All right. Number three, is the pricing appropriate for the item? Is the pricing appropriate for the item? Now, I have an example for you that kind of will bring it home. I have uh, worked with a client that produces coffee. And it is great coffee. I'm not going to deny that. The coffee is excellent. The packaging is wonderful. The story is terrific. But in the end, they want to sell it for $13.50 per unit, per bag of coffee. When's the last time you bought a bag of coffee, just a single 12-ounce bag of coffee, for $13.50? I'm going to guess, unless you're a total coffee connoisseur, I'm going to guess never. I'm going to guess it's been a really long time or never. I'm going to guess that if you paid $9 for, for a bag of coffee, that you were, you know, going crazy. You're going to have some really great coffee this week. It's too much. It's too much when you go into Target and the most expensive bag of coffee is $8. When you go into Whole Foods and the most expensive bag of coffee, of a branded coffee that people know about, like Ely, is $11 or $12. And then you have a, an unknown brand that you want to bring out and you want to sell it for $13.50 a bag. It's too much. It's too much for the product. The product can't support that kind of a retail. Are you going to sell it? Yeah, probably to a couple places here and there. But are you going to get it out in mass? No, it's not going to happen at thirteen fifty. Now, can you sell it for eight dollars? And then you know you're going and you're going. You create a brand. People start to know you, and then you can put out a premium line for thirteen dollars. Yeah, that might be able to happen once your brand is well known. Yeah. I would totally think that that could be possible. But even then, even then, it's still only going to sell for $13.50 in certain types of retailers. Not everybody's going to carry that premium brand because they know that they're not going to be able to sell it. It's going to sit there. It's just going to sit and they're going to, it's going to pass this expiration date and they're going to have to get rid of it. So 
ask yourself, take a look at what the market can bear on a product like yours and ask yourself, is the pricing appropriate for your product? Not do you think it's worth it. Not does your mother think it's worth it. Not does your family think it's worth it. Of course, of course they think it's worth it. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about Joe Blow consumer that has to watch their money. Will they want to pay that amount of money for your product? That's what you have to ask. Okay. Makes sense. All right. Last but not least, number four, has your product been successfully tested? And how would you test a product like yours? You build your own website, put it on there for sale, start promoting it, finding out people that are buying it that you don't even know. Are they liking it? Do they return it? Do they have questions? Do you have issues? Did you put it up on Amazon? How are your Amazon sales going? Are they going well? Do people have issues? Does it have a high return rate? Do people have questions? Do they not get it? Does it not perform the way they want? Or opposite of that, do they love it? Are you killing it? Just like Love Sticks out on Amazon is killing it. Killing it. Because people buy it, they love it, they review it, they tell their friends, and away it goes. So a lot can be told based on what your sales volume is. Now, you can tell yourself forever, hey, it's going to you know, catch on. It's going to catch on. It's going to catch on. But Amazon is the biggest marketplace in the world for retail. If it's going to catch on, it will start to catch on pretty quick. Now, I'm not talking about 100 sales a day quick. I'm talking about first you're going to have your first sale. Then you're going to start selling one or two a month. Then you're going to start selling two or three a week. Then you're going to start selling five or 10 a week. And then you may start selling one a day and then two a day and the three. And it's going to build. It's going to take some time. But what you have to look at is, are you having systematic growth? Is it moving in the right direction? Or do you sell one and then you wait for five months to sell another one? That's not systematic growth, people. That is stagnant growth or no growth at all. So Has it been successfully tested on the web? Before you take it to big box retail, you have to have some success on it. Web success, specialty success, uh, small independent success, but it definitely has to have some success to go along with it. Otherwise, how are you going to talk about it when you go to Bed Bath & Beyond? What are you going to tell them? How are you going to say? Why should they carry it? They're not going to want to take a risk on it. They're not going to want to just step out on faith on it. They're going to want to know some numbers, okay? All right. Now, I know I've talked about this quite a few times, and you can catch it on several podcasts, including the very first podcast that we ever did, number one. But remember, there are two types of products, really. There's enhancement products, and there's groundbreaking products. And every product on the market can be fit into one of those two areas. Enhancement products are products that you've taken that are currently on the market and you've made some key type of improvement. Okay. Those are easier to get into retail because they already have a track record. They already have a section. They already have a trend. We already know what pricing is. Those are products that we don't have to explain what they are, where they go and why they're needed. So a lot of times buyers get it, they get it faster because they're already kind of out there and this is just a better version. Now contrast that with groundbreaking products. Groundbreaking products are products that nobody's ever heard of before. Like I said, they solve a specific problem, okay? Now, 
Glove sticks, going back to it, can be categorized as a groundbreaking product based on how it's designed and what it utilizes to take the stink out. But it's also a bit of an enhancement product because there are already tons of products on the market to stick in your shoes and try to get the smell out. So the, it's kind of a cross between two really cool things because buyers know where to put it, but they've never really seen it like this before. Okay, a true groundbreaking product is something that you've invented that nobody's ever heard of before, nobody's ever seen before. They might get it, they might understand that there's a need for it, there's a problem out there that it solves, but buyers struggle with it sometimes because they don't know even if it goes in their category. They don't know if they did buy it, where would they put it? They'd have to make some space for it. So as far as the buyer goes, it can be a little bit more difficult. But if it's cool enough, if it solves a big enough problem, if they can get it easily, then they'll make that room. They'll make that room for it. Okay? So enhancement products probably have a little more of a fast track. Groundbreaking products have a little bit more work. It's going to take a little bit longer, but just as satisfying. But you got to make sure that they kind of fit in the four categories that we talked about. Does it solve a legitimate problem? Is it easy to understand? Is the pricing appropriate? And has it been vetted? Have you sold any? Have, have anybody bought it that's not a family member? Okay, so let's take your product and put it through those four funnels and see how you're doing. If you want to talk that through with us, if you put it through those funnels and either you're super excited or you're not so excited or you don't know how to, to look at the data that you're getting from that, give us a call. We'd be happy to go over it with you. Be happy to talk through it with you. That's what we do all day, every day. We look at products. We talk about it. We figure out how they're going to fit into certain retailer business models. That's what we love to do. All right, guys. I hope you have a fantastic week. Uh, we're going to be spending, like I said, the next two days at ECRM talking to people about follow-up and doing some podcast interviews that you guys will be able to take advantage of uh, down the road. So looking forward to that. I hope you have a fantastic week. If you have something you want us to talk about, if you have an idea, an issue, a comment, or a question, reach out to us. Let us know. Be happy to uh, talk to you about it and potentially put it on the show for everybody else to listen to and understand. That's what we do. That's how we benefit. The show, like I said, is for you. It's helping you get your products into major big box retail. If you like the podcast, if you just like it, you're digging it, it makes sense to you. You like uh, the information that we're putting out there, please share it. Share it on your social and let other people know what we're doing here. If you want to reach out to us, uh, you can on Facebook, TLB Consulting. You can reach out to us on Twitter at, at TLB Consult. And you can reach out to us, of course, on our website, TLBConsulting.com. Like I said, have a fantastic week. We look forward to speaking with you again. But until then, we look forward to seeing your products on the shelf. 